the trees stop bearing fruit, the leaves don't come out, the trees stop bearing fruit, the leaves don't come out, there's no shade anymore from those trees, there's no vegetation, there's no crops, and then on that hard ground only thorny trees make their way through. Thorny trees which generally have bitter fruit. In hard ground, generally this is the thing that grows up then. So likewise, the heart, the ground of the heart, if this is watered, together with other things, with the nasihat of deen, then this will bring about the vegetation to grow, the crops to grow. It won't be these crops, crops of amal. Now the person will feel enthusiastic towards going for salah, towards trying to make that salah with takbir ula. He will now have some enthusiasm to make the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, to recite the Quran Sharif. He will be enthusiastic and he will have that zeal within him to undertake even difficulties for the sake of the deen of Allah Ta'ala to pass on the deen to others. So all this will come when, when that heart is alive, when there's rain coming through, when it's being watered, the heart is alive. When the heart is alive, now this, the fruit of akhlaq will come now. Because the heart is alive. So the fruit of akhlaq, others will taste. They will also enjoy that fruit. That shade of muasharat, of the correct social etiquette, everybody will benefit from the shade. His family will benefit his neighbors will benefit. Others he comes into contact will benefit. Because his heart is being watered, it's alive. All these things are now taking place. But as soon as his heart is dry, now the thorny and bitter fruit trees will come. Now whoever he comes into contact with, they are going to get scraped. Somebody will be, their heart will be torn by this person. Somebody's heart will be shredded. Somebody will be have to taste the bitter fruit of being in contact with this person because of the way he will conduct himself. So all this comes down to the heart being alive. The heart is alive, then all the positive things. And the heart has dried up, then all the negative. So among the various things that liven this heart is this nasihat. And therefore one needs to have the heart to take the nasihat also. One is to give nasihat, which is also our requirement at every capacity. Person is a father, he has to constantly be making nasihat to his children. The husband to the wife, to those around us. Person is in a state where he has people under his employ. So in a way, he will have to find the opportunities, make the opportunities to give some good nasihat to those in his employ. There's somebody who is as a domestic working for him. Somebody is cleaning his garden. But there's some nasihat he can offer to bring the person closer to deen. So all these things we need to look for those opportunities. So that is one thing. And provided that that manner of nasihat, the intention behind it is all correct. We've discussed this at length also many times. That there are three things basically. What nasihat is giving is giving nasihat of what is correct. Haqbat. And then he's giving it in the correct manner. He's not giving it in an incorrect way. He's not now 
doing it in a way that embarrasses somebody, that causes the person now to feel degraded. He's doing it in a correct way. And then he is doing it with the correct intention. There isn't any ulterior motive in that nasihat. The only object of that nasihat is, is to bring this person to, towards his good. No personal motive in it. If there's any personal motive, that motive is only for the akhirat. That I will get the reward of this. would say to their people, I'm not asking you for anything and I don't want any contribution, any compensation from you. My reward is with Allah Ta'ala. So if there's any personal incentive in the whole thing, then it is only the akhirat. The pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Otherwise, the object is only that person's good. Nothing for a person who is making that nasihat. With these conditions being fulfilled, it will certainly have some effect somewhere. So one is to keep making giving nasihat. But the other is to have the heart to take the nasihat. So Abdullah bin Mas'ud one person came to him and he said to him that give me some, tell me something allimni kalimatin jawami' nawafi' teach me some things which are very very concise and which will be very beneficial for me. Sahaba would even ask advice in this manner. One Sahabi comes to Nabi Wasallam and he says, give me some advice but don't make it lengthy, make it very short. If somebody comes to tell us something like this, look, give me some advice but please, 10 seconds. Say, well, you don't have the time, why you came? But here, he's asking up front and the object was that I want to learn something so concise that I can really learn it well. And take it to heart. So when he asked for it in this way, that I want something very short, Nabi Salaam said to him something very short. But he said to him something that, though it was so short, the reality of it can be written in volumes. The benefits of it can be written in books, and which have been elaborated upon and can never be finished. Nabi Salaam said to him two words. La taghdab. Don't get angry. La taghdab. So he perhaps felt that maybe something more would have been okay. I said short, but I didn't mean so short. So something, maybe this is okay part of it, very good, but something more also. So he asked for more advice. Zidni. Nabi Islam repeated for the second time. La taghdab. Don't get angry. The third time he asked for more nasihat. The same thing Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says to him, La taghdab. Now this is nasihat. And if we really go into the depth of this nasihat, and if a person understands what is contained in these two words, and he brings this into his life, acts upon it, lives it, then three quarters of the problems in society will be gone. Because how many times a person says something purely in anger, now he himself regrets it does something purely in anger. He makes some decision purely in anger. Makes some uh, judgment on something purely in anger. And sometimes causes harm to others, sometimes causes harm to himself. All because of anger. Root cause of so many issues. 
is anger. And a person puts that anger into, puts a lid over that anger, and all these things he's saved from. So it's two words, but how much is in it? So likewise, this person came to Abdullah bin Mas'ud and he asked, that, teach me some things, jawami' nawafi' very concise and which will be very beneficial for me. So he said, very well. So he gave him advice. He said to him, first, This is the foundation of everything. Worship Allah Ta'ala alone. Don't ascribe any partners with Allah Ta'ala in anything. In the being of Allah Ta'ala, in the attributes and in the sifat, the qualities of Allah Ta'ala. Don't attribute any partners to Allah Ta'ala. This is the very foundation. Without this foundation, nothing is acceptable. Then the second thing he said to him, Wazil ma'al Qur'ani haythu ma'zal. Wherever the Qur'an Sharif takes you, you go along. You don't go your own path. You go along the path that Allah Ta'ala wants you to go. Now in this one statement, he brought the entire Qur'an Sharif and the ahadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi included in it. Because Allah Ta'ala says in the Qur'an Sharif, وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوهُ Whatever the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala gives you, take it. What he prohibits you from, stay away from it. So the entire Shariat came away in it. So you go along with the Quran Sharif. Now for example, the holiday period is approaching. Now everybody is going in a certain direction to conduct themselves in a certain way. Certain kinds of gatherings, all mixed. Everything is carrying on and just because there's a name of Islam on it, so it becomes Islamized. Now it's now, everything is kosher. So now everybody is going in a certain direction, so now I got to be part of the crowd. So he's saying, no, you don't be part of the crowd. You go where the Quran Sharif wants to take you to. You go along the path that Allah Ta'ala has chalked out for you. You don't go anywhere else. And then after he said, something which is related to the topic that we are discussing. He said, if a person comes to you with the truth, with what is correct, what is right, then accept it from him, وَإِن كَانَ بَعِيدًا بَغِيدًا Even if it is somebody very distant from you, meaning you have no link with the person whatsoever, and even if he is an enemy to you, but accept it. No matter who he may be, he may be your worst enemy. But if he has told you what is correct, then accept it. And this is a sign of the heart being alive. That a person can accept that nasihat wherever it comes from. Many people, whatever their motives were, some people at least would sometimes write some very abusive letters and just out of some jealousy, hatred, whatever. So, Yahya Sahib, the father of Hazrat Zakariya Sahib, Rahmatullah Sheikh Al-Hadith, he was his personal attendant. He would read out all his correspondence and then when the answers are dictated, he would then write it and send it off. So, he would have to read these letters. After some time, one day, Hazrat says to him that, From a long time, our friend hasn't written to us. Now, our friend, he was referring to this person, one particular person, 
who used to every now again write one very very abusive letter so he is referring to that person and saying that for a long time no letter of his came it was a routine that every couple of weeks something must come from him and filled with vulgarity see long time he didn't write to us so when he asked that long time this no letter came so mawiyahay replied and said doesn't his letters have been coming but what's the point in even reading it so i've just been putting it aside because we know what's in there this person has got nothing else al inau yatarashahu bima fi the thing is filled with vulgarity that vulgarity will come out from what is inside the tongue sometimes a person people sometimes this is the only thing that keeps rolling off the tongue vulgarity so the tongue is actually the spoon of the heart the tongue is the spoon of the heart if a person puts the spoon into a pot what is in the pot will come out in the spoon so if there is some delicious food in there then that is what will come on the food, onto the spoon and that is what will be dished out and if that food has gone off it is rotten it's smelling inside the pot so when he will put the spoon in to take out something that's what will come out the rotten smelling food so what is inside the heart the tongue is the spoon of the heart in terms of what comes out of the tongue it emanates from the heart so if there is goodness in the heart it's filled with well wishing it's filled with love it's filled with uh, purity filled with that which is fragrant then those kind of words will come that which will unite hearts will come that which will bring goodness bring happiness that is what will come and if there's something else in the heart then that's what will come on the tongue so in any case he said what what's the point in reading this letter we know what's in there so now can we imagine that this person this has become his routine that every now and then he is writing a letter filled with abuse nothing no substance in it vulgarity and now for some time nothing came he was asking where is this so now when he was given this answer that there's no point in reading it i just have been putting it aside he said no no he sent us a letter we must read it and i listened to it with this intention that perhaps in the middle of all this abuse and vulgarity perhaps something might come out of his pen which might be of benefit to me there might be one statement he might make in the middle of all that which might be something that i can take some lesson out of it so what is not applicable all the abuse is not applicable we'll just ignore it but that one sentence in the middle of the whole thing if it's something we can take some lesson from or some benefit from we'll take it now this is having a heart to take the nasihat one is to give the nasihat but to take the nasihat and no matter from who it comes to give the nasihat also when it is done as we mentioned with the correct intentions etc it will have that tremendous effect and the person who has the heart to take it he'll benefit also is one incident in the ahadith so lengthy incident but nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam and abu bakr hazrat umar radhiyallahu anhu eventually after some initial aspect that is mentioned in the hadith they finally came to the house of an sahabi hazrat abul haytham radhiyallahu ta'ala 
and he entertained them, he served them. So Nabi Sallallahu later on called him, he had, this person had no servant, no slave. So all the difficult work, in fact when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came, the Sahabi hadn't been there, he had gone to fetch water from a distant well and he came carrying that water with difficulty. So all these difficult tasks they had to do on their own. So Nabi Sallallahu told him, okay when some captives come, you come, I will give you one slave. So he came, Nabi Sallallahu gave him one slave and then he said to him that was tawsi bihi khaira that I saw this person performing salah, he's a good person. You are now owning him, you are his master, he's your slave. Not unlike, unlike the servants that we have, we don't own them, they're not our property. But sometimes we deal with them in a very, very unbecoming way. Whereas we don't own them. Our conduct with them would be a means of either bringing them closer to deen or distancing away, them away from deen. So in any case, he said to him that I've seen this person performing salah, he's a good person. So you take him. And he said, Wastawsi bihi khaira. Accept my wasiyat. I'm advising you now. Accept this wasiyat. Take this wasiyat to heart. That deal with him kindly. That be good to him. So he said, very well. He brought this person and came home. Now he came home and he said to his wife that this is the position. Allah's Nabi Wasallam gave us this slave. But he also advised that wastawsi bihi khaira. That deal with him kindly. Be good to him. Now, they have presently no slave, no servant, nobody to do anything for them. They have to undertake all the tasks themselves. And unlike the tasks that we have nowadays, that we have to press a button and the rest will get done. That is a task generally nowadays. And that too nowadays is becoming, people are so busy that they don't have the time to press all the buttons. So, those days it was everything had to be done manually to go fetch the water personally then light the fire and then whatever the fire wood that was required then all the other things that need to go along with it so everything was done manually grind the flour yourself now there's a slave available and all these difficult tasks much of it can now be handled by this person because that will be his work but in front of her now is presented this statement of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that deal with him kindly, deal well with him. So now she is advising the husband. She's saying, you brought the slave and came. But Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave you some wasiyat, some advice. That deal with him kindly. Now you want to practice on this and you want to fulfill the rights of this 100%. What Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam advised you, you want to make sure you fulfill it 100%. If that's the case, then there's only one way you can do that. In other words, if you are good to him, you feed him well, clothe him well, and uh, you don't take too much of work from him, you don't punish him, you don't be uh, abusive towards him, you talk nicely to him, everything, you t- keep him in comfort, all this will be very good. But it won't fulfill the right of what Nabi Islam said 100%. There's only one way you can do that, because Nabi Islam told you, deal with him well. Now if you want to do it 100% there's only one way. That one way is free him, let him go. Tell him you're a free person. Now who is saying this? His wife is advising him. And she would have been the one that would have been relieved of all the various tasks. 
But she is saying, no, if you want to practice on this 100%, then there's only one way, free him. Now his wife advised him this. This was the truth. This was something very good. He didn't say, no, I wear the pants here. Who are you to tell me? Unfortunately, many people don't have any more that ability to say, I wear the pants here, because they're not sure who's wearing the pants. <laughs> so, or maybe they're sure that they're not wearing it. <laughs> so, so in any case, when his wife advised him, he understood this is something that is really worth the while. This is something excellent. And I definitely cannot fulfill the rights of this advice of Nabi Islam 100% but by freeing him. In that instant, he accepts this advice and he says, فَهُوَ atiq." He says to him, you're free, you can go. You're a free man. Imagine he was a slave, he was property. He was owned by them. And they could now undertake or rather delegate all their difficult tasks to him to do and be relieved of all that. But fulfilling the advice of Nabi Sallallahu in the best possible way was by freeing him. In that moment, he freed him. The next day he comes to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he gives him this entire episode. This is what happened. I went with the slave. This is what my wife said. And I acted on that advice. When he gave this entire detail to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to him that Allah Ta'ala, whenever Allah Ta'ala sent any Nabi, or anyone after as the Nabi's vicegerent or somebody who has followed the Nabi, then he had always two advisors with him. There always has been two advisors. Bitana, secret advisors. This is also in the form of the angels. That the angels keep inspiring the heart with good. It's up to the person whether he takes it or not. And shayateen, the evil advisors, one is the good advisor and the other is the evil advisor. The shayateen keep making, whispering evil in the heart. And likewise in human form, they are the good, those who will give us advice towards good. Those who will take us towards that which will benefit us in dunya and akhirat. Take us closer to Allah Ta'ala. And there will be those who will give us advice that will take us in the opposite direction. Nabi Salaam says every person has these two advisors. And what he was actually saying was that you are very, very fortunate. Because thereafter Nabi Salaam says, that the person who has been saved from the evil advisor, from getting into the clutches of the evil advisor, such a person has been saved from great destruction. In other words, he was praising the wife of this person. That you are very fortunate. You have an advisor who was a very good advisor to you, who gave you that advice that was the best advice. So the issue was that he took that advice where it came from and he benefited from it. Allah's Nabi Islam is endorsing that. He's sanctioning it. What was done was right. So he didn't now think that who is my wife to tell me? That I heard so many bayans, I know better. Who are you? No, he understood that what is being said is the correct thing. Hazrat Umar has Abdullah bin Mas'ud is saying the same thing, giving the same advice. That if somebody comes to you with the truth, with what is correct, then even if he is your enemy, he is somebody totally distant from you, take it, accept it. This is a sign of real, of the li- heart being alive. And this is humility. Otherwise, pride becomes the barrier from accepting the truth. 
That is a sign of pride. Batarul haq. Wakhamtun nas. That person is given something which is the truth, but he won't accept it. He'll reject it. Why? Not because he knows that this is, or doesn't know this is the truth. But the pride will become a barrier. How can this person tell me? Who is he to tell me? So, the aspect of giving nasihat is important to us. The aspect of taking nasihat. Umar radiallahu ta'ala He is Amirul Mu'minin. He stands up on the mimbar. And on the mimbar he says to the gathering, can you imagine he is Amirul Mu'minin. He's not just some person with some small position. And he's standing on the mimbar and is addressing the entire gathering of Sahaba that are present. And he's saying to him, to them, anybody knows any fault in me, point it out now. I will accept it. So one person stands up and he says, you got two faults. He says, what faults I got? Tell me. So, the crux of what he explained or what he said was, he said it in two statements. He said, every day you wear a... You wear one garment today, then tomorrow you wear another one. So this is not appropriate. And number two, you often have two dishes at the same time. Whereas everybody is not in the position to afford those. That they every day wear different. Not that he wore a new garment every day, but it wasn't the same garment every day. So he stood up and said these two things. And then he sat down. The Sahaba say that after that day, we never ever saw Hazrat Umar the second day with a new garment or a different garment. And never ever saw him having two dishes on the same Dastar Khan till he passed away. He was Amirul Mu'mineen. And there wasn't anything haram about this. There wasn't anything impermissible about it. But this person gave this as advice in the sense that this is not something everybody is in the position to follow suit. So you should now bring it to the level where everybody can follow you. Radiya Lauru being Amirul Mu'minin accepted it. Because there was nothing wrong with it, what he did. And that too might have been sometimes that he had two dishes at one time. But this was the heart to take advice. The heart to accept nasihat. And when a person has this heart to accept nasihat, then the road is open. Then he is on the super highway. But when there is reservation, many a times a person, somebody tells us something which is correct. And the immediate response to that is, but last week what you were doing? Or the other days I saw you, what you were up to there? Now what he is saying to us is one thing, what he was doing last week is something else. What he's saying to us relates to us. And if it's applicable, if it's correct, then that has got nothing to do with what he was doing last week. If we are genuinely and sincerely concerned about saving him from what he was up to last week, then first digest this, accept it, be grateful to him, and then leave it for another occasion to tell him about correcting that problem. Digest this, accept it, and be grateful to him. Express one's gratitude. Jazakallah. I truly appreciate this. And then leave that for another time. Otherwise, nafs will get tangled up in it. The nafs will now, it will contaminate the whole thing and pollute the whole intention. That now you pointed my fault out, so I'll put you in your place also.
So then that nasihat that he gave, that too will not come in our hearts. Because we resisted it. We put up a defense against it. So this is something that we have to constantly be taking this nasihat. From wherever we can take that nasihat, we take it. Whoever is giving it to us, provided what he's saying is correct. The truth. And apart from that, wherever the opportunities are, we give nasihat as well. This is something that will keep our hearts alive. Billah tabarak wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. We'll make zikr for a short while. Next week's program will be in Sallallahu Rahmaniya in Cannon Avenue, Overport, after Maghrib Salah, inshallah. Besides the Rucharif. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama Tasliman kathiran kathira Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada Ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihimi جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 لا إله 